0: Welcome to Now We're Talking, a show committed to promoting empowerment and keeping the conversations going. Proudly sponsored by IntoEd Africa, transforming global communities in Africa and Australia.
1: Hello. Hello and welcome to the Now We're Talking Show. I'm your host, Susan Knapp. And my co-hosts today are Cherie Rowett and Elizabeth E. Lames. It's great to have you on board today, ladies. How's your week been,
2: Cherie? Oh, it's been great, thanks, Susan. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it, getting into this nice warm weather with longer, you know, sunshine and And earlier starts, I feel a bit more energetic earlier in the day, so it's good. Amazing. And how about you, Elizabeth?
3: Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, still sort of landing the feet here from the book launch, but um, getting into a little bit of video editing, which takes up a bit of time, but yeah, it's all good. Amazing.
1: So I want to get straight into today by telling our listeners what they can expect, not only in this hour, but over the next four weeks. We're starting a four-part series where we will be diving into activating Purposeful Enterprise. And as we mentioned in one of our previous episodes, Purposeful Enterprise is fast becoming a vital part of our planet's future because these businesses create the specific ideas, funds, solutions, and sustainability that support positive change and growth at a grassroots level or globally. Now, from my experience, the shift towards a purposeful enterprise model isn't always a straightforward one, and I'm going to hand over to my co-hosts to get
3: some initial thoughts on
1: this topic.
3: Okay, so purposeful enterprise, yeah, it's sort of you know, but we have lots of different lenses around the social factor really, and um and hence you know, because there's probably so many things that need addressing right now on our planet, so you know social enterprise, purposeful enterprise can um be looking at things like you know climate change homelessness, um you know right down to really sort of grassroots um small business um, that's actually looking after yourself and your family. So, you know, it it has lots of different hats, actually. Mm. Which makes it really fascinating.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Cherie? Got any initial thoughts? Yeah,
2: look, I would sort of say in my life I've kind of spent time being employed, so being an employee and then shifting to being self-employed and trying to become purposeful and conscious around what it is I'm wanting to support and grow. So. That's a journey in itself too. That's absolutely. A, that's a mind shift. And yeah, it it's really a, um, is. Yeah, it's a skill set shift as well Yeah, and, and certainly not an easy one. No. no. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I love that, Cherie, and I think that's something that we'll come back to and, in, and explore in some greater depth a bit later in this show and perhaps over the next – Three or four weeks. Great. So for this week's interview, I sat and thought hard about who our first guest for this series would be. And I was scrolling through LinkedIn and Facebook and I was sending out emails and making connections and waiting for responses. And then I thought, Aaliyah Sirengo. Aaliyah hosted our show on Activating Purposeful Enterprise a couple of weeks ago and sent our ratings flying. So I thought, who better to get deep with than Aaliyah? Aaliyah and her work through her own organisation, Maisha Flow, align so beautifully with the Now Empowerment Collective's campaign, activating purposeful enterprise. And although I'm a little biased, I can't wait to hear what she has to say today. Later in the show, we'll head into our segment, keeping the conversation going, where we're going to dive more deeply into activating purposeful enterprise. Don't go away. After the break we'll be talking with Aliyah Sirango. You're listening to the Now We're Talking show on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. And don't forget to download our app Radio Italia Uno for the best listening experience.
0: Maisha Flow is an Adelaide based not for profit which empowers girls in Kenya. It does that by making sustainable sanitary packs for the women living in the slums. 17-year-old Aaliyah Sarango does all of this from Adelaide, which also gives employment opportunities in Kenya. You can help by inviting Aaliyah to speak at your business, school, or corporate event. Follow Aaliyah on Instagram, maisha.flow. Into Ed Africa an organisation that's changing the world for the better. Transforming global communities by challenging the status quo of education and operations in Africa and Australia. Using a social enterprise model with global connections, working with people on the ground as their guides, helping build and develop sustainable education and purposeful enterprise facilities in Kenya and Rwanda. Visit their website intoafrica.org to donate or call their CEO, Susan Knapp, on 0414 651 012. You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the Now We're Talking show. Before I introduce Aliyah Sirengo, today's guests, I would like to ask listeners to imagine how amazing your life would be if you were reaching your fullest potential. Imagine how deeply grateful and satisfied you would feel. Now imagine embracing a new model of business where people and purpose are the priority, where together we consciously evolve humanity towards true prosperity for all. Today I'm so proud to be introducing 17-year-old Aaliyah so that you don't have to imagine because this is actually the way that she works her business every day. Hey Aaliyah, welcome as a guest to the Now We're Talking Show. Hi, Susan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Would you like to say hi to Elizabeth
4: and Cherie? Hi Elizabeth. Hi Sue. <laughs>
3: hi, Aaliyah. Great
1: to have you on our show, Aaliyah. Yeah, really Thank great to have you in me. in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. So, Aaliyah, today we're talking about activating purpose for enterprise and I would love to start by asking, why was it important for you that your enterprise was connected to purpose?
4: Well, in my opinion, uh, the purpose of someone having a life is to be of service to other people. And that's what I have incorporated into my business so that each day I can do something that can provide a better life for other people who are less fortunate.
1: Wow. You've left us all a little speechless. Um, so <laughs> so beautifully answered.
4: Thank you.
3: So what started you um, on that path, Aaliyah, um, to, to actually create a purposeful enterprise?
4: Well, through the organisation that I'm working with, called Intuit Africa, that Susan's actually on, Um, we built two schools in 2019. And with that, we have a dance troupe where kids from our community come together to um, dance, drum, and have a sense of hope or whatever. And I realised that girls weren't showing up. And I was like, this is a problem because here we have a good opportunity for them to have a good and stable education and they can't go because of something they don't have control of. So I was like, okay, let me do something about it. And there comes the birth of my issue flow. Wow. So what were your first
3: steps? What, what were the actual first steps of starting such a, a social enterprise or purposeful enterprise?
4: Well, the first step for me was I had to m- turn my enterprise based on what on my story. So I had to make a story because people don't buy your products. They mainly buy your story. So if you have a good and stable story, then your business can flourish. So my first step was to find um, a story and how to incorporate that within my business. And the second step was actually making the sanitary packs. um, My two siblings who have enterprises, they saved enough money to buy two sewing machines that I now use. In Canada to make the planty packs. Wow, that's fantastic!
3: So, what part of your story do you think really sets the theme for your your enterprise?
4: Oh, wow. Okay. So, the part of my story um, that really relates to the project that I'm doing is actually because I was born in that community, and if I haven't, if I wasn't adopted by Susan actually. If I wasn't adopted then those girls who are less fortunate, who don't have access to energy products, who don't have access to any of that stuff could have been me. So that's how I tie into my story in that sense.
3: Yeah, wow. That's such a social responsibility. It's really beautiful. Thank you.
2: Aliyah, uh, do you you've sort of you spent time in Kenya, haven't you? And and between Australia and Kenya? and yeah. and um what what's your experience of teen girls are they aware of sanitary products and they just kind of um put it in the too hard basket think it's something that sort of western people use and they don't have the resources to use or is there a you know like how is that traditionally approached and is are they, yeah what's their awareness around it you know
4: that's a good question um so Unfortunately, I don't have enough – I don't talk to enough girls in the community to know about that answer. But what I've um, observed so far is that girls don't know much about the sanitary products in general because they never had them before. Ah. So if you don't have something, then you you really don't know much about it. So no. it's, it's been new for them and new for me, and really.
2: S- yes, and so probably quite exciting for them when the – when the boxes arrive and they open up yeah. these things? And do they need some education about how to use them?
4: Yeah, we um, provide education. So we have a teacher on ground who does the giving out of the sanitary packs and also education on how to use it and ment- and maintain um, the products. And your products, do they have a bit of an, a sustainable um, focus? Yeah, so they're made of 100% Fabric so they're washable and reusable, and each part of the pad or each part of the liners uh, you can take out and rewash them.
2: Mm, mm. Wow, that's amazing! Really, it's great, isn't it, that you're achieving some goals on a couple of levels there, aren't you? You're opening up futures for young girls and you're also doing it in a very sustainable way, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And can I ask you as well, while I'm on a roll here, sorry to hog the microphone, everyone, but I'm just curious, Alia, What's I'm you know, wondering what the women in the community, you know, the women in the community must be seeing their young women accessing these things and it must be opening their eyes as well. Have you had any sort of feedback about that ripple effect?
4: We haven't had that um pull effect back in the regards of them having sanitary packs but I have given two ladies in Kenya jobs so they make the sanitary packs uh-huh. and they they've tested it they tested it out and altered it to their way of making it better uh-huh. so having them make the sanitary products gives them a job and some insight on what can potentially be what they use for their lifetime wow
1: Mm. And also, Aliyah, by doing that, what you're doing is teaching those ladies who are also p- being employed. You're actually teaching them the the, um, the purposeful enterprise model as well. So you're you're a teacher of others, Aliyah. I've got a couple of questions for you, and I would love for our listeners to hear you. You mentioned to Elizabeth how you've connected your story into your enterprise. I'm interested to hear uh, what your what the impact of your enterprise has been on others and what the impact has been on you?
4: Well, the, the clear impact that I've had on others is that I can now keep girls in our community in school. So if I give them the sanitary packs, they are able to stay in school and get a stable education. Okay. And also the impact that it had on me is it's it's quite amazing because it's really weird of, I never would have done this. It's completely out of my comfort zone. So me doing this has made me feel more grounded and more appreciative of what I've got here because people don't necessarily uh, think of that until they see other people who don't have the things that they have on demand. So it's kind of made me a bit more humble about the things I have in Australia and it's given me a sense of like, okay, I have this but I can give everyone this if I can.
1: It's really amazing and I think uh, what you maybe don't recognize or maybe have forgotten to say is the impact that you have on so many people here and for the three of us sitting here today, the enormity of the impact that you've had on us and our lives is really
3: huge. Mm. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Aaliyah, for our last question, I would – love to get your insights on if there's one of our listeners would be interested in starting their own enterprise and they don't know how to do that what advice would you give for them so that they make their enterprise purposeful
4: um as i said before start off with your story the story is the foundation of your business it's the one that's really important if you don't have a good story then people won't relate to your cause and if you don't do that you won't make a profit so having a good story it will be the fundamental part of having a business
1: and so would you would you then say that your story is your purpose i would say that yeah and i think you absolutely live that which is which is just so beautiful Aaliyah, thank you so much for talking to us today. We are genuinely humbled by the work that you do and the commitment that you have towards empowering women and girls around the world.
2: Thank yeah. you so much for thank having you, me. Thank you, Aaliyah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Aaliyah. It's been great talking to you.
1: You're listening to the Now We're Talking Show on 87.6 FM Adelaide. And don't forget to download the app on Radio Italia Uno. In case you missed any part of the show so far, you'll be able to catch up on the podcast or jump onto the website at italiauno.com.au
0: Are you at a point where your work or life doesn't seem to cut it anymore and the emotional feeling in your stomach or heart is calling you to do something different? Elizabeth Elames is an archetype activator and her purpose is helping you to identify what that something different is and why it surfaced. Teaching you how to bring your inner archetypes to life, Elizabeth can identify your story, activate your codes and align you with your soul's higher purpose. Find your inner strength and direction by visiting www.elizabethelames.com You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues.
1: Welcome back to the Now We're Talking show. We are still on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Adelaide and I want us to dive a bit deeper into activating purposeful enterprise. We are going to be exploring this as a topic for the next four episodes of this series. And Elizabeth, when we talk about activating purposeful enterprise, why? Why
4: purpose?
3: Um, Yeah, good question. Why purpose? What's the purpose of purpose? What's the purpose of purpose? Yeah, I wrote that as a meme the other day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, sort of got people thinking. Um, yeah, so yeah, what is the purpose of purpose?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be your devil's advocate again. Oh, Elizabeth. yeah, I can't.
3: My risk taker. Yeah, so uh, I think the purpose of purpose is meaning, and I really do believe that. I think that um, humans need meaning in their life mm. more and more than ever um today so um so being able to have um a purpose uh, and like you said you know uh, that your story is your purpose that um yeah being able to give your purpose um some social responsibility uh, today is Key, really key, and the great thing is, is that it actually gives your life a, a, a depth and meaning. Um, yeah, so that's my little bit of a, a dive, but we can go further. Which yeah. is
1: exactly what we heard from Aaliyah. Yeah, when she understood her purpose, mm. she, yeah, it, mm. it just sort of it was like it, it was like it was completing mm. her.
3: Yeah, and I guess that's that sort of that. That whole idea of p- people, place, and purpose—that uh, that they really go together. So, so when you know your place in the world, and and th- that sounds like a, a a bit of a downer, but in actual fact, when you really own your place in in the world—not necessarily know it, but own your place in the world—yeah, um, you, you become a force. Yeah, and, and it's clear, like what Aaliyah was saying, you know, I, I'm in awe. I think, wow, here we've got you know a young person like that that's just. Yeah, just coasting along. I know it it's it's a lot of work, but um she's just so in it. She's, yeah, she's so, so in she's it. She's so in flow because she's on purpose and um it's given her so much meaning to her life and and then like you said, yeah, the coherence in her voice is just superb. Mm, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna delve a little bit deeper into purpose, but I'm going to as we've said it's all interwoven, but I'm gonna pass over to Cherie with a simple yet complex question. Because I asked Elizabeth, why purpose? Sherry, I'm going to ask you, why people? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, she's good at her curly questions, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Yeah, so why people? So I guess um, human beings, you know, we are built to take purposeful action. That's Our brain mm. is really structured to be strategic, purposeful and goal-oriented. Um, and... Big corporations are certainly on purpose. They've been developed around a purpose, around a need to do things, but the business model is sort of has been different to what we're talking about here where we're talking about more of that um, sort of awakened purpose, you know, um, purpose um, that will do social good being the primary goal and um, what were the lovely things that came up a couple of weeks ago, purpose for pocket or purpose for profit. Purpose for peace. Yes. <laughs> or profit for peace. Profit yeah. for peace. All these mm. sorts of concepts are things that we're, I think humanity is waking up and being a bit more conscious around why are we running a business, what is its focus, how is it helping and I think, you know, The opportunity now with our big corporations perhaps struggling, perhaps in that space where once it was unquestioned, they had a really primal role in the business world and holding the, the, you know, the pillars of our business world up. And they've had to become more agile. There's been more, so many changes, haven't there? Cultural changes, technology at everybody's fingertips, um, market shifts, you know, different forces, financial forces and all those sorts of things that have created this, need for big business to be more agile, which really opens up an invitation to the ordinary person with so many tools at our own fingertips to offer some um, initiatives at the grassroots level. And so people, we ourselves can come alive with um, the opportunity just as has demonstrated what's something that's needed. What's something that would add value in people's lives, and how can I help to initiate that, drive it, and really add value in that space? Mm. So it sort of does. It sort of it is empowering for more ordinary people at grassroots if we do um, really embrace this concept of coming alive with purposeful enterprise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, my kids and I have been doing some work in schools, and I think school is an interesting. Uh, is sitting in a really interesting position at the moment. There's lots of kids who are disengaged and uh, perhaps school refusers or with with all sorts of things going on with them. And I actually think it's connected into them not being able to cultivate their purpose. And when we go in and we give them some really simple steps of using your story to create your enterprise and pay it forward, it's almost like those three simple steps just activate these children. The children literally shift from when we've gone in to when we leave. And it sounds so simple, but I don't think there's been an environment around our our mainstream that actually just teaches kids how to do that. I think intuitively kids in particular know that's where they sit and they're quite often conscious of what their intention is but perhaps systems are not giving them the platform and the opportunity to expand on that.
2: It's been really listening to some of the stories you've shared with us, Susan, when you've after some of your talks in these schools, and even the students' um, interpretation of some of the words in their assignment has been a bit lackluster. It hasn't really um, grabbed the possibilities and the creativity that they could use. Um, and and then with a, a session with you, where you're giving real examples of some international enterprises and how they, in a practical way, can actually come to life. Um, from Adelaide, from dear old little Adelaide, yeah. um, it seems to, to wake them up to possibility. It really
1: does. And one student who touched me so uh, deeply when I was working in one of these sessions, I actually bumped into him the other day <laughs> and I was like, oh, you really made an impact and, and on me. And, and he said to me, you made such an impact on me because you made me understand the validity of why I'm here. Excellent. And, Mm. Elizabeth, that's coming back to, isn't it, that essence Mm. of our purpose Mm. and then being proud of that but but just living it on that real level of authenticity.
3: Mm. Yeah, and and just sort of going back to the whole thing around, you know, why people, um, I've been sitting here thinking, yeah, well, they're the social capital. They mm. actually are, the, we are the social capital and, um, you know, so sort of t- taking it out of that corporate model and understanding that that human beings and people, people of your community are the resources. They actually are the resources and sure, you know, we can create funds but um, we can't create those funds without the social capital which is us, the people. Yeah.
1: So true. Yeah. So true. And yeah. I meet people who have worked for a very long time in corporate space and some of them who are around my age, they're, they're at this point, they're at this real crossroad where they're really questioning what they've done and why they've done it. And because they've actually discovered what they do every day isn't their purpose. And so they might have been doing it for 20 or 30 or perhaps even more years. And it's just sort of slowly, slowly eaten away at them because it isn't their purpose. And again, I think it's, I I also never think it's too late. And, and I also, on the other side of that, I see people who are transitioning out of some. Uh, some spaces where they've perhaps generated an income but hasn't been their purpose into one that maybe generates a, a lower income but really yeah. activates their soul and, and really connects them in as that that social capital and and it's like every day you wake up wanting to do what you want to do. Nothing is ever a chore.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you're listening to the Now We're Talking show and after the break we'll be back Discussing ways of activating purposeful enterprise. You're listening to Radio Italia Uno on 87.6 FM.
0: Heart Choice Enterprises offers occupational therapy services that assist in making life doable and enjoyable for adults with lived experience of disability and for caregivers. Using an occupational therapy framework, Heart Choice Enterprises also develops and leads projects that promote inclusive communities. The Heart Choice Enterprises' mission is to co-create belonging and well-being. Their vision is balancing heart and mind in living, leading and caregiving. Visit their website www.heartchoiceenterprises.com or call 0401 065 234. You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues.
1: Welcome back to the show. In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Radio Italia Uno on 87.6 FM. We are the Now Empowerment Collective and we are keeping the conversation going about activating purposeful enterprise. In case you missed today's feature interview, head on over to the podcast for the catch-up on what 17-year-old Aliyah Sirengo is doing in the purposeful enterprise space. But for now, I have to admit that while purposeful enterprise is something that actually comes quite naturally for me, I did do a bit of Googling and came up with a few points, including authenticity. What is your organization or company's core reason for being? Why do you exist? And where do you have a unique impact on society? So, Elizabeth, I know our listeners would love to hear your wisdom on people, purpose, activation, and enterprise.
3: Okay. Yeah, so so like I said before, um, yeah, recognising that, that people actually are our social capital, Um, that's a real mind shift. that I think, you know, even though, you know, we've been living in those sort of areas now for a while with collaboration and co-creation, but – you know, and we're not sure whether I've shared this before or not, but sometimes those words can get bantered about a little bit mm-hmm. and, and there's not a real connection around what that is. So, so, you know, understanding how to, um, help people collaborate, um, is really where the, the social capital comes in. And because it, then it starts to generate energy and, and the activation, you know, when we talk about activation, um, but then there's the longevity that's really important. So, you know, if we're going to put together a purposeful enterprise or a social enterprise, whatever we want to call it, or something that's socially responsible, um, we have to see ourselves in it and on the team because um, the truth is we can't do this on our own. As much as, you know, we, we may leave our corporate job and go, oh, okay, so I, I'm going to go and, uh, you know, create this business, this purposeful business uh, that I've always wanted to do. Um, but it, it becomes, a, another silo moment. And, and in actual fact, you do need to pe- have people on your team to one, keep it activated and, um, and two, to have, um, uh, this new mindset that we are community and that people are our resources, um, not to be used, but to, as as our social capital. Um, so, uh, spending time together, identifying what each person's purpose is that's on your team um, is really valuable, and uh, you know that that's where the enterprise starts to really sort of get some mo- momentum and. Um, Yeah, you can sort of start riding on the energy of what, what you're creating together. So, so what I'm sort of saying here is you can have a group of purposeful enterprises come together and collaborate, not in the one business, but collectively so that you have, you have more resources. Is this making sense? Yeah. It's making a lot of sense. You have us captivated. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> We're all sitting so, here captivated. You know, so it's actually, you know, getting your mates on board, you know, um, and Um but not leaving anybody out so that when somebody has an idea that we can s- support each other in creating our own purposeful income or purposeful enterprise. Um, So that takes a bit of co-creation. It takes a bit of compassion, number one actually, Mm. um, (laughs) for each other Mm. because the truth is we're all different. And, yeah.
1: So in in my organisation, just tagging on to what you said, I totally agree that the people are the the capital and the, the, the most important investment. And... But getting to that point of being co-creators, it's we had to have a group of people who understood that you actually need to leave your ego at the door. And when we started up, there were some people who weren't able to do that. I think some of those skills, those soft skills of co-creation and and collaboration and compassion, not everybody is there right now. Mm. And it was about for us, as, as an organization, it was about really recognizing that and also being kind to the people who were not there yet. We had people who were not able to understand that it was a collaborative process and that we were all equally, um, equal participants. And so we had to let them gracefully exit and we continue and they're always welcome if and when they're ready mm. to to be on that journey. Because I think Cherie mentioned earlier, it is it can be a bit of a different mindset for people, particularly people. Uh, I've also always been employed and we're sort of used to that structural hierarchy and being told what to do and then getting your paycheck at the end of the month, whether you've done a great job or whether you've done a pretty mm. mediocre job.
2: And I think if I can add there, Susan, the other dimension of that that um, comes to mind is the role definition. So when you're in an employed position, you've got a, usually a position description that says where your duties begin and end, and you tend to measure yourself up against that. Whereas in this sort of realm of activating purposeful enterprise, you're coming together as a team and you're kind of looking at what it is the enterprise needs and how you each complement each other. From a teamwork perspective, and there is no um, imposed role descriptions, you know, off maybe, maybe as your enterprise becomes very mature and systematized, maybe there is, you know, but in the early stages, that is a big difference to get used to. If people have stepped out of an employment background into this enterprise space, is just to be able to be comfortable with the, um, Formative stage, you know that that finding each other as people and working together, you know, yeah. as as collaborators, you know, that's yeah. a it's quite an interpersonal. Absolutely, you have to be comfortable yeah. within yourself mm. to meet each other and understand each other's identity and strengths, and not to be threatened by that. So true. Mm. Mm.
3: Yeah, and I think you know, touching on that collective trauma again is that you know when people do come together, those things do socially sort of rise up. And um, and if we're not aware of them, um, we just start picking on each other.
1: You know? <laughs> yes,
2: that's <laughs> so true. Yeah,
3: but um, but if we can at least have that insight that that you know we have our personal trauma, but then as a collective, we also have a, a collective trauma. So if you've got a bunch of people who've been. Um, Working in a system where they just, you know, uh, clock in nine to five, so to speak, um, and that's been the routine. So there's a little bit of uh, suppressional sort of trauma that that's that they're dealing with as well. And if you've got a whole group of people like that, you know, they're, they're going to have to work through that. To um, or the group is actually going to work through that. And now I'm going to get a little bit cosmic because in the process of actually you know, creating a new energetic membrane around that group, that also connects to the unified field. So it's not only supporting the small group, but it's actually supporting humanity. So there, take that one away with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And
2: it it is
1: (laughs) so, so true. And I love uh, what what you said earlier, Elizabeth, about it's actually – Part of the reason why it is a bit difficult to describe is because it's on such an energetic level. Mm -hmm. There's the energetic alignments, and I guess that's what I was saying when I'm saying leave your ego at the door Mm because our egos are carrying an energy that can weigh us down. Um, And it's like when you make that shift, you, you create this energy that then carries you and carries your purpose, and carries then your organisation and and the people with it in this really really
3: incredible flow. Mm. I think that's a really good segue for the next one, isn't it? Because because yeah, I could start going now, but I'm thinking, no, I better save some <laughs> nice juicy bits for for the for next, next episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't go too far out, but but you know, it's just sort of prepping people. Yay! And I
1: think, and I think that's really good. And that's also why we decided to do the, the four weeks, uh, the four different segments about this so that we can actually dive deeper. And Cherie, I was going to come back to one of the points that you made, which was, you know, when we're people who have come through. So for me, working in an education space, having come through the institutionalized model of being educated myself and then working in that system for many, many years, we are the clock in, clock out. We, we're we not, we don't really co-create. We do what we're told, and we teach the way we were taught. And I think this is uh, such an amazing time for young people and for even older people to think about things a little differently.
2: Yeah, I think it's waking up. It's waking up and it's being... Being open to learn about different approaches to um, responding to people's needs. So um, you know, um, you having a teaching background, you were responding to people's educational needs. But when you step out of the mould of being in a system of that, you then are still responding to people's educational needs. Sure, yes, but you're just yes. doing it in a more awakened way, yes, that you're with a much more authentic energy, owning and doing yes. it in your style. And um, I have that same sense. Professionals are trained, and we're almost cookie cutter. We're trained yes. in the same skills of that profession and the same outlook and the same frameworks. But it's Always, um, interesting, isn't it, how we? deliver it in the style of who we are. Um, and, you know, a cl- one client might get something from this practitioner, they might get something different from a different practitioner who's got the same profession but just because of the personal style and the personal gifts, you know, there can be a difference in how how that um, skill set is, um, you know, experienced and um, benefited from. Absolutely. So if we can open up to that and, and come awake to our full potential, not just our trained skill set but what we can energise it with personally, I think that that is a nice um, st- early step into opening up to activating social enterprise, mm, purposeful enterprise. Sure. Well, unfortunately, that's our show for today. Luckily, we are going to
1: be exploring Purposeful Enterprise uh, in more depth over our next three episodes. And I know that I'm feeling more activated around my enterprise and hope our listeners are left feeling a little bit inspired. Thank you, Elizabeth, and thank you, Cherie, for being here today. Thank you, Susan. Thank you both. It's been wonderful. It's been great. Join us again next week at the same time for the Now We're Talking show where we will continue with our four-part series on activating purposeful enterprise. Be sure to tune in at 6 p.m. for guests, conversations, and some new ways to think about and act within your enterprises. We look forward to connecting up again with you next week right here on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. And if you haven't already downloaded the app, you can do so on Radio Italia Uno. And until then, you, me, we will always be the solution and change we are looking for to transform our world.